The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Bullet pass deflected, intercepted by Nemhart. Look at the pressure he puts on. Look at this kid from the logo. Shireman, oh, oh from Rocky Rain for three. Well, they have a dry spell against UConn. They certainly did. Nemhart wants to break it. How about and this kid? Sticking it. Alexander to the corner. Nemhart. How about that? What a nice find by Alexander. Didn't take the shot. Now he does. How about that? And they backed off instead of attacking the ball. Uh, he throws it up the sideline. Alexander pulls up. Knocks down a three. 2.3 to go. It's not over yet. Inbound to Boom. He's fouled with 1.8. Xavier's 1-9. Nice hands. And he tipped it. And this ball is live. And the game is over. Good morning, coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. DB jam-packed day of sports yesterday, and I spent it all on my couch. Oh, good for you. Good, good. I did not spend a lick away from my couch. Good, good for you, man. So that it's good for you to get out this morning. Yes. Be joined by our listeners. Mm-hmm. 888 I rejoined society today. 4876. Sometimes being at home is is uh it's a very nice thing. And we, I made a Chinese food and I just sat in front of the TV and watched Creighton. Uh, uh, total schedule was in disarray yesterday. So we had a staff meeting at school at 4:30. Uh, Caleb was done with practice at 5.40. Micah had practice at 6. Did not get done until 7.30. My mother-in-law is not feeling well, so she is at Bergen. So that's an issue. Uh, They had to stay the night, so prayers up. And I watched a lot of TV. I went down a couple of rabbit holes last night. By the way, I forgot to say good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, good morning Shane. Uh, what up, Shane? Good morning. Um, I watched an equal amount, I would say, of men's and women's basketball last night, which does not always happen. I would agree. But, but I got, but I got, I got caught up. Um, I wanted to see if Izzy could go f- get to one k. Um, and I enjoy good shooting. Plus, I like, uh, I think Cotney's funny, so sometimes mm-hmm. I, I play him over what I'm actually watching on, on BTN Plus, which, by the way, I think my subscription's about to run out. I better check on that with BTN Plus. I feel like I asked you for that information a while back. Yeah. Never got it. Oh, I was probably, I did that to you Jacob once about another thing. Football or something. And I <laughs> forgot to get, but then I got it back to him later, and he's like, yeah, great, that game's over. Um, <laughs> But but it happened to me the night before too because I was double dipping. I was watching college basketball, but then I was watching Platte View mm-hmm. and um, Ashton Greenwood, seeing if Platte View could end the thirty-two game win streak, which they did. So 
It was just weird. We I didn't eat the way that that uh, I wanted to because I had like the meal prep thing going. But outside of that, it was pretty chill. Uh, big game tonight. So as as Gretna takes on Westside here locally, um, and just having a lot of other little conversations. But last night was 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 pretty chill. Zoe's on the men. She's been a little under the weather. She's a fighter, though. She's there is no. I don't feel good. I am not gonna do X, Y, and Z. She's gonna power through it all. Yeah, yeah. She's she's a super trooper. I watched her try to do a headstand against a the wall stand? last night for about four minutes. Not a handstand, a head. Head. Yeah. She can't cry. quite do hands yet, but 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 head. she just jumped straight to head. So as I was cringing, listening to her little heels hit the wall, hoping it wouldn't make marks because I'm OCD and I'm a mean parent. I just was admiring her grit, and <laughs> she did it for about I don't know how many seconds, and she still has those little uni those little antenna braids because she has mm -hmm. one here and one here. Why she does that, I have no idea. But anyway. And she, she fell back on the floor, and she's still congested. And she goes, ugh. That was hard. <laughs> ma ma makes my head spinny, but I did it. And I just was like, that is. That's your daughter. That is so. I mean, just hearing this little thud hit the wall every two seconds. So when you say making marks on the wall, like like scuff marks or actually making a dent in the drywall? Scu scuff marks. <laughs> okay. I could just hear a little heels going. And she was bound and determined that her feet would hit the floor, and then she'd start again. I was like, "Hey, let's watch. Let's watch a game. There's this. There's this nice big TV that, that you can watch. And and you know, if she'd have watched the first half with me, she'd have felt pretty good about Creighton. Although I was a little nervous when Xavier cut the lead to one. I didn't. I felt like Creighton controlled the last five minutes, and I was thinking, "Oh shoot, they only have a one point lead, but." Up until last night, Creighton was eight and zero when leading mm -hmm. at the half, and seven and zero oh and seven when trailing at the half. So I felt like, oh, okay, we'll be good. No. Then the guy that we talked about yesterday with Joel Lorenzi, because I really like him, because he is a crafty guard. Then boom went. Boom. Then boom went the dynamite. Like, I mean, he basically took over the mm -hmm. making plays, getting to his spots on the floor. Took the tail end of that game. Great over. players do that, though. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Nunji kind of cooled down. Fremantle Which was. Which I forgot he played for Xavier for a half. Yeah, second. how old is he? <laughs> because he came over from I was Iowa. I was elated when he got in foul trouble, and I thought I didn't have to hear about him anymore. Right. But he just, he made all the little plays in Creighton. Didn't, Drew Donna. And listen, we, it, it was funny. We were having this, we were in a pretty intense staff meeting because, Coach Lamonji stays on the gas, right? He's talking about elevating and getting 3% better, and it's very detailed on what like we want. Like a credit card, getting 3% back. What we want to do in the offseason, which I admire because, I mean, it's just how he is. Like, he he's, he stays intense. And and we were trying to figure out this. The we're working on the plan for the summer, right? What, sh mm -hmm. what to do, team camp, our own camp locker room camp, whatever. So we're going through all these scenarios. And he says, you know what? He says, we can talk about culture. We can talk about, you know, brotherhood. We can talk about family. He says, but at the 
at the end of the day, let's remember we have to stay healthy. If X doesn't play in the state championship game, we probably don't win. If if we're if X doesn't play and you know and their guy didn't play and uh, like he goes, so we need to stay healthy. This is he's just trying to get us mm-hmm. on the plan. And it immediately it immediately made me think of last night. You can have all these X's and O's. You can have game plans. You can have hey, I want to ice ball screens. Hey, on that pin down, this is the action I want. But it's a make-or-miss league, and big-shot takers and big-shot makers in those kinds of games absolutely matter. And there were like six plays in a back-and-forth game like that that I felt like made the game. Creighton's inability to rebound the basketball on on two defensive possessions. Frederick King uh, defensively, a little loss, which got it to 71-70. And then I said this at, uh, at the, full disclosure, right? I said this during the Texas loss. I said there's something about Creighton that bugs me when games get close when the ball gets, and the ball gets sticky. I felt like the ball got sticky last night in crunch time. Right. It wasn't like what happened in the last five minutes. You know, for me, I saw a lot of standing around. Like off, just the watching off ball movement just wasn't there, and it, it wasn't the whole game by any means. But they just got caught standing and watching. Watching's a great word in crunch time. Yeah. Because it, it, take for the example when Shireman gets the ball down two. And <laughs> My man in, hit one from the logo though. I oh, was yeah. like, <laughs> doesn't shock me. Hey. If it was football, I would have rewound because that's why people re- – like my family hates watching games with me, right? I'm rewinding, pausing, hey, did I'm you circling, see that? I'm drawing. The shoe was untied. Right, and it's something dumb like, God, did you see that pin down when he pulled and kicked? And nobody else cares about that, but stuff like – I wanted to rewind it, but I was just like, damn. Nah, but, yeah, just take, for example, that play when Shireman's backing down his defender in the paint, not finding his move to the rim, yeah. right? He can't turn around. All four other guys on the floor are just watching – to see if he makes the shot instead of, hey, my guy's in trouble. How about I, you know, do, do a little jab, try to get open, or at least move around, cause a stir, get my defender maybe a little bit off me, and then I can do a turnaround fade. Yeah. But instead, he's trying to force up a shot, loses the ball entirely, and then there goes Xavier the other way. That was one thing that I noticed. The, the second thing, um, and this is something that I, after the game, I was doing a a lot of reflection along with a lot of other people on social media. And if you think about it, in a game where Creighton shoots as well as they did, you wouldn't expect them to lose. We've kind of been saying that this year. A lot of shots went up in this game. Shireman ended with 25. Nemhard came in second with 17. And despite his nice finish in the box score, he also caused some mixed reactions on social Who, media. Who's he? Nemhard. Okay, I agree. And I, I absolutely agree. And it's because of how many shots he took and the decision-making wasn't perfect by him in this game. But go back and look at his box score one more time and then go back and watch the game. That you'll pinpoint the plays where you're like, Ooh, I, maybe we should have extended that possession a little bit. Maybe we should have dished that ball. Um, I, I, I get it, right? It's like when, he, when he's hitting a pull-up contested mm-hmm. jumper, you're like, ooh. That's nice. Quells the scoring here for a little bit because that could potentially – And he made been, some big shots. That could have potentially – that 
that killed a little bit of run for Xavier. But then it's like it's a one-possession game, and you're like, ooh, not the shot mm-hmm. that we wanted, right? So, right. And I, it's because he took 17 shots when he could have made – another play being the point guard you'd like to see more but he also had like what seven assists yeah. during the night he made three of seven from downtown like he made shots when it mattered too so I don't want to sit here and knock him for playing a decent game so it's weird he's kind of the focal point and we'll talk to Matt DeMarinas at 730 and kind of get his thoughts because you're not in that game without him and it's not just a listen plenty of Wish we could have. I'm sure Arthur Coloma wishes there there was a stretch of about a two or three play sequence where I feel like he wishes he could have mm-hmm. done something different. If Creighton rebounds the basketball defensively down the stretch, we may not even have to have this conversation. Right. But extending those two possessions from about the five minute mark to just under the three minute mark were absolute killers. When Creighton went to when they went to the under four timeout. And and Xavier had just gotten the offensive rebound, and they took the timeout and then got the possession. I was just like, oh, boy, this may be a long night. Because that pushed it to seven. And you're thinking, eh, they're in trouble. And, you know, they made the late run. But in a game like that, so it, I go back and forth. You're not in that position without some of those key plays, but you're in that position because you aren't mm-hmm. making some of those key plays. And Creighton has got to find a way. At first glance, how many points did the bench have last night? Um, I think Farabello only had one three, right? That's it, just three points from the bench. But, 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 but. For all the talk we, mm-hmm. for all the 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 Nimhart, because he was it was a lightning rod on social media last night, and I feel bad because, I mean, I said at the pre, I said in the preseason, I actually quietly think for pound for pound, he's maybe their most athletic player. Um, like, no I didn't have a problem, with, and I say pound for pound with most of his shot selection in the first half, and the second half is where you can really start to say, like, And it's really only about a five or six play sequence. I mean, that's kind of what I was gathering mm-hmm. this morning. It's like you're looking at it. Was it from, like, the 13-minute mark to, like, to the six-minute mark. mark? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's like, ugh. But every time they got it to five, six, or seven – yeah, back down mm-hmm. to one, and then they eventually lost right. the lead at And they were always 70. one shot away. He would get them one shot w- away from either taking the lead or tying the ball game. I want to ask Matty what happened, what he thinks happened on the after the timeout of the offensive rebound, and Call gets the bad matchup with Jones, and Jones gets the little easy, the little Eon, yeah, he's just one-on-one. And just a defensive lapse. Uh, like, I... Like, that was a backbreaker because it was such an easy basket after you had given up the offensive rebound and you're under the four and you know it's crunch time. But I just – I don't think Creighton wants to be in a deal, obviously, where you're giving up 90 points. And I feel like – I feel like maybe I was a little premature when I said in the preseason – now, granted, it's the preseason. And we're talking about coaching losses and defensive prowess and – Moving on to West Lafayette and and defensive scout, but I felt like Creighton on paper had the potential to be a, a good 
defensive-minded basketball team, and I get it, man. It's not like people say, ooh, Coach Mack and great defense. Well, normally teams in the Big East aren't putting up points like this. Coach Mack and and, and great defense, but their defensive efficiency last year was fantastic. It was tops in the Big East. Um, You you get a Big East defensive player of the year, and and I get it, the pushback with Sonogo, and Sonogo worked out. And boy, this, did Marquette this, play well yesterday. Worked out this weekend. I, so I, I think my tweet may age well. I think one, it will, too. It's one of the few that may age well. Cause, <laughs> and it was early, right? right. I said, uh, I, think you think Marquette, they're gonna be an issue? I think Marquette's going to be a, a, a problem in, in the Big East. And Marquette, what Marquette's doing is they're holding serve at home. Right? So, and I, and I think that you have to be able to do that. But. Creighton, some of those defensive lapses where they couldn't get a stop. Now, you got to remember, there was a stretch last night where the Musketeers made six straight baskets in crunch time late in the second half. Like that, you want to win games on the road. I can hear Alvin Mitchell saying it now, fellas, we got to get stops, and he does this clap, and it's like. But I'm just telling you, I laugh, and, it used, and you know, he, he played for Hug for a year at, at Cincy uh, after leaving – Nebraska, and so I always used to think like, for a guy, it, this is way pre you, but but Fida Alvin was a, he was a bucket getter, right out of Berg when he went to Nebraska and whatever. He always shot the ball like he's an offensive minded guy. But I watch him coach because he's got a great program, right? He coaches a really good AAU summer program. His guys guard. You cannot play mm-hmm. without guarding. I called yesterday. I stepped out of one of the coaches' meetings. He's asking me about a a little guy that I'm familiar with at the middle school level. And he says, hey, you know, talk to me about this kid, this kid, and this kid, or this kid. And I said, oh, you know, at the very end of everything I said, can he defend? And I'm just thinking, like, but I say all that to say in games like that, you've got to be able to get some stops Mm -hmm. to stop the bleeding. KU Oklahoma the other night, that came down to key stops to get Kansas back in that game. They got stops. Like, I just think... It also helped that they were better conditioned to be in that moment than Oklahoma yeah, probably. was. probably. I mean, be, 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 better team. I, right. and I, I, wow, the verdict's still out about... Last year, I was all in on KU when I, I didn't think it was popular to be so... Still trying to understand who they are? I, I don't have a good handle mm-hmm. on KU this year, right. but I don't want to get too far <laughs> away from that. But I, I just felt like they just couldn't get any key stops. And then offensively, you know, I'm happy... Uh, the Nemhard conversation popped up on social media because, and this is probably something people have been thinking about for a while. And I don't, at least me. So there's two guys that I've had this conversation with Matt DeMarinas, Ravi Lula. Right. And you know, it's not even just Nemhard for me. It's it, it branched off to be something bigger for me. And the reason I say people have probably already thought about this uh, because my logic here is pretty, pretty easy to get to. Um, So, the problem I was pinpointing isn't that Nemhard's the problem, but that there's a consistency problem with the three sophomores on the floor. Mm. That's, what, that's where I think I'm at right now. What I assess with this team is I see issues with Kaluma's game. I see issues with consistency with Alexander's game. Like, yes, we saw him put up 30-plus points Boy, he's the an enigma night, wrapped up in a riddle, isn't he? But I still think he, he's, he's hard to dissect. And then Nemhard, too. There, there are all, those three guys right there have shown flashes of brilliance. Yeah. But they've also shown signs of youth. And that's hindered Creighton more times than not. I still can't get over how they only had three points off the bench in terms of scoring in a game where you scored 87 as a team. 
That's them, though. Like, that's their identity. Uh, All season long, it hasn't been bench points. No, I know. It, it's yeah. been the starters doing everything. Yeah. And it is, is okay, so hear me, hear me out here. Is there any, let's, let's just say, logic behind taking a starter right now, putting him on the bench, bringing in a Sharif Mitchell, a Francisco Farabello, instead to start the game and then bring a guy off the bench to get that type Offense of production, to get that spark? I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't see it. I know that was something else that was thrown around too. But didn't you get the sense, and I'm not just saying this because he's family, but because I understand, and he understands, and his dad tells him, listen, man, you want to stay on the floor, you've got to be more efficient offensively. But I get – there are these times where I want – like I wanted Sharif to guard Boom more because – he, the limited times where he was the on-ball defender, he made it tough, knocked a couple of balls away. I'll tell you what, speed does a lot when you're playing and, and, defense. You may and, not have to be like the Boom best. And Boom is just so stinking crafty, mm-hmm. right? He's really creative. He, you know, he, he's a little bit quicker mm-hmm. version of like a Mark Jackson where it's right. not any you don't have to one read him, thing. You don't have to read him well, but speed can make up for a he, lot, and that's what Reef has. And, and so I just was like, gosh, if we could just harass Boom to just kind of get him out of this little flow because I felt like offensively, man, Xavier was getting in a rhythm. And I just wondered what, you know, Coach Max probably thinking, okay, there's this trade-off offense for defense. If we do this and we slow them down, can we keep up off it? Like, I'm, all these things are going through, uh, you know, a coach's head real time. So, man, I, this, this one, this season is at, is it too soon to say crossroads? This week is a bear if you're a Jays fan. It's a tough week. You knew that coming in. You can't in. say it any, any other way. <laughs> tough week. Our poll question of the day uh, actually goes back to a name that popped up on social media last night in regards very, to very happy. Nebraska football. Walter Rouse chooses Nebraska over Iowa. Was it Oklahoma? Was that the other one? Iowa. And Iowa. It doesn't matter. I think, that, I think it really came. I, I think it came down to OU and Nebraska, the way it sounds. So the poll question of the day, which actually got DB to shake his head at me this morning, which is always a win. Yep. If Walter Rouse picked up a fumble and ran it for a score, what would the catchphrase be? I sat next to DB this morning without a poll question in mind. Actually, I did have one, but it wasn't very good. And I thought, what would DB say on the call? What could I have DB say? So here are the catchphrases I came up with. We'll see if he has any other ones. I don't. Take it to the Rouse. Let's have a Rouse party. Like kid and play. Ola, ola, Or the Rouse always wins. Oh, we will talk to Brian Edwards today. The Rouse does always usually win. <laughs> Isn't that why they have all those they buffets? Do. Those and are nice the three places? I came up with. If you have a better one, <laughs> head to social media. That's, that's, and a, that's vote. a big get. Vote at H Varsity Radio and then add yours in the comments. I, I'd love to hear it. But huge get, yes. And we'll talk about that more at, at about 7:45. As DV said, Matt DeMarinas is coming up next, and then at the top of the eight o'clock hour, we'll speak to Mike Schaefer. We'll then talk to Mike Tannier, and then we will talk to Brian Edwards to close out the show. So lots to get to, whether that's sports betting, NFL, Husker recruiting, Husker football, 
plenty still to get to. And we'll also hit up uh, uh, Matt DeMarinas a little bit on Creighton women's basketball last yeah. night, too, because they had a S- very fun showing. S- sent a message. I, d- I don't know if they could miss from three in that game, do, but do I you, do, do know you, Seton do, Hall could miss. They went 0 for 12. Do you know Flan real well? Uh, I know. I don't. He is – so I just – I love watching him because I know him. I'm not kidding you. And there's a lot of great coaches, right? And then you're – I'm sorry. He is so good-natured. I would – I man. almost forgot your, your girl went for 300 last night. Yeah, but why is she my girl? Wasn't she your neighbor? Yeah, kind of. That's, that's why. Kind of. Yeah. Coach, you talking about Coach Williams? Yes. Yes, that's what I'm talking. When she was my neighbor, it was Gusso. <laughs> yeah, she's fantastic, too. Hey, how, how sharp-dressed is she? Always. She don't play. Matt DeMarinas next.